Hi folks, this will be my first story, There Will Come Soft Rains by Ray Bradbury. It's a science fiction yonre and I really hope you'll like it. In the living room, the voice clock sang, Tick tock, seven o'clock, time to get up, time to get up, seven o'clock. As if it were afraid nobody would. The morning house lay empty. The clock ticked on, repeating and repeating its sound into the emptiness. Seven nine, breakfast time. Seven nine. In the kitchen, the breakfast stove gave a hissing sigh and ejected from its warm interior eight pieces of perfectly brown roast, eight eggs sunny side up, sixteen slices of bacon, two coffees, and two cool glasses of milk. Today is August 4, 2026, said a second voice from the kitchen ceiling in the city of Allendale, California. It repeated the date three times for memory's sake. Today is Mr. Featherstone's birthday. Today is the anniversary of Tilita's marriage. Insurance is payable as are the water, gas and light bills. Somewhere in the walls, relays clicked, memory tapes glided under electric eyes. 8-1, tick-tock, 8-1 o'clock, off to school, off to work, run, run, 8-1. But no door slammed, no carpets took the soft tread of rubber heels. It was raining outside. The weather box on the front door sang quietly. Rain, rain, go away, rubber's raincoats for today. And the rain tapped on the empty house, echoing. Outside, the garage chimed and lifted its door to reveal the waiting car. After a long wait, the door swung down again. At 8.30, The eggs were shriveled and the toast was like stone. An aluminium wedge scraped them down a metal throat with digested and flushed them down to the distant sea. The dirty dishes were dropped into a hot washer and emerged twinkling dry. 9.15 sang the clock, time to clean. Out of warrants in the wall, tiny robot mice darted. The rooms were a-crawl with the small cleaning animals, all rubber and metal. They thudded against chairs, whirling their moustache runner, kneading the rug nap, sucking gently at hidden dust. Then like mysterious invaders, they popped into their burrows. Their pink electric eye faded. The house was clean. Ten o'clock. The sun came out from behind the rain. The house stood alone in a city of rubble and ashes. This was the one house left standing. At night, the ruined city gave off a radioactive glow which could be seen for miles. 10.15 The garden sprinklers whirled up in golden founts, filling the soft morning air with scatterings of brightness. The water pelted window panes, 
running down the starred west side where the house had been burned evenly free of its white paint the entire west face of the house was black save for five places here the silhouette in a paint of a man mowing alone here as in a photograph a woman bent to big flowers still farther over the images burned on wood in one titanic instant a small boy hands flung into the air higher up the image of thrown ball and opposite him a girl hand raised to catch a ball which never came down the five spots of paint the man the women the children the ball remained the rest was a thin charcoal layer the gentle sprinkler rain filled the garden with falling light until this day how well the house had kept kept its peace how carefully it had inquired who goes there what's the password and getting no answer from the only foxes and whining kites it had shut up its windows and drawn shades in an old maidenly preoccupation with self-protection which bordered on a mechanical paranoia it quivered at each sound the house did if a sparrow brushed a window the shade snapped up the bird startled flew off no not even bird must touch the house the house was an altar with 10000 attendants big small servicing attending in choirs but the gods had gone away and the ritual of the religion continued senselessly uselessly